When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting this podcast with your listen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was it? <laughs> Watch Awe. That Awe. Oh, it's a um, show on our Patreon. It is. Before we get into that, I just want to give a quickie intro for the show in case you've stumbled your way here drunk home one night mm-hmm. it's okay go ahead take a seat yes. and uh, listen to the voices of Simba Shur that's the man over here or Basher yeah. that's how it's written on my birth certificate and Mr. DJ Wooldridge that's me I'm DJ Wooldridge over here mm-hmm. this is the show where we talk about movies Yes, TV, TV shows, comics, yes, video games, yes, comic books. Did I say that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. video games, yeah, movies, yeah, TV shows, TV shows. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. We got it. And then some other stuff in between. But yes, we do have a Patreon, and the people who support us over there are the real MVPs. Well, anyone who supports the show, period. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to be an what MVP, is isn't there like at the club? There's like the MVP, but then there's like the super the there's MVP v- VIP. Black. There's VIP. Oh, gotcha. And then there's like there's yeah, you split it up. So the Patreons. Everybody that supports the show's MVP, Patreon's VIP. VIP. There you <laughs> there go. It is. Boom, boom, boom. That's how we do it. I think it might be flipped, but you know what? MVIP. There anyway, uh, no, that on that we're doing a new show called Oh A W W Anime. We watched. We over the summer we're watching. Uh, we're diving into the medium of anime. We're watching yes. series and movies. Uh, we watched My Hero Academia. Awesome. Akira. Awesome. awesome. We just did an episode for uh, Agritsuko yeah. on Netflix with Chris Lamb. It was a blast to have him over, and we talked about the series. Way different from what we've watched so far, and I do appreciate that we're able to explore explore this genre as to the fullest extent. Yeah. And next week we're going to be doing Your Name. I know that is beloved in uh, most communities for like to watch uh, anime. So keep your peepers peeled for more info on that on our Twitter, which you can uh, follow at Only Stupid Answers. You got the balance from stupid. There we go. Um, up top, we want to before we get into our episode because we're going to be talking about Phase Four of Marvel. Yeah, lots of pack. It was announced at Comic-Con San Diego specifically last week, and we were waiting patiently for this announcement, but it didn't come in time for the last week's episode. No, it did so not. So we pivoted at the last second. Mm-hmm. And so now we get to talk about uh, Phase 4 of Marvel, because there's a lot of cool announcements, a lot of cool casting news, and uh, we want to talk about it with you and hear your thoughts on it. So kicking it off, yes. we uh, like most episodes, we like to do what we're into this week, and this is just uh, Sam and DJ checking in, talking about stuff that's mm-hmm. not about the episode we're talking <laughs> about. So kicking it off yeah let's give a shout out to comics for a second yeah one time just for once one, for one time for let's once. Can we talk about Gosh. comics one time yeah because marvel had their big relaunch of the whole x-men line the x-men line has been struggling uh for a minute it's been a mess yeah so they gave it to one of their best boys uh, uh jonathan hickman who's done their favorite event comic of mine in the past few years which was secret wars was so cool uh he also did ff and the avengers um he's had long and storied history with those franchises and so they gave him basically the whole x-men line like he's the showrunner for the x-men line at this point and the relaunch for that is starting with house of x this week i believe next week is powers of x and then those two will be switching off weekly to That's create cool. a full like i like that we're not wasting time with that we're yeah. going to be booking our way through that story and so far like he 
in classic Jonathan Hickman fashion, he's not just got done some world building. He's done like universe building. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. It is very well made. I like the um, interstitial stuff that talks about like for those that did not pick it up. Although if you're a fan of X Men, I recommend checking it out. Um, the the X Men are now have now are really going full force with this idea of creating a mutant nation uh people have tried this before magneto famously with genosha but they're now doing it on krakoa which is um a big part is a living island i don't know if it's a mutant or not some of the stuff in this issue made it seem like it was supposed to be its own mutant but it is a living island that is a part of a big part of x-men history um and is now their home base that is also able to create like portals to it across the globe and i like this issue has a lot of setting up the rules of yes. how this works and so if you get a sp- specific flower and you go in two places yeah. that will or it leads it will open a gateway there and will take you back to Krakoa and yeah. if you go back through the other way you can go over to where you need to go yeah 100% and then uh, the way they're going to kind of try and make it work this time having their own nation is they were able to grow plants that they're able to make into pills that one of them helps oh, yeah. you live longer one of them helps with mental issues and one of them's like an all-purpose anti-biotic or yeah, yeah antibiotic um and so if you want uh, any of that action you have to acknowledge that um this mutination is legit i believe a map shows that it's off the coast the eastern coast of australia which is cool yeah, yeah. um and then we also get to stop in with uh the the probably the biggest anti-mutant uh backup plan that i've ever seen it is a space station founded it's a master by mold it's like a space master mold like every secret agency you're talking your aims your hydras your shields Shield, yeah. your hammer your swords everything yeah. they're they're all a part of building this which is kind of really my favorite cool. graph is to show how much each one of them had invested into it yeah that who was like, let me pull it up really quick yeah krakoa looks like also a big monster that has an island on yeah its it's back. a classic yeah it's a classic uh big monster i think it premiered in giant size x-men which is also where storm nightcrawler and wolverine and colossus joined the team that's where like x-men got put on the map the chris claremont run those are the boys um girls. but i will say this I thought it was a very well, and I appear to be very much in the minority of this. I thought it was a very well crafted issue. I thought it was a very interesting sci fi story of these superpowered beings creating their own nation. It does invest more in this idea that they've been playing around with a while. It's like, what if the X Men became more militant, more along with Magneto's line? We did this with Cyclops out of um, the. Uh, what was the. What did they call when he. Schism, when he and Wolverine butted heads. Uh, where Cyclops kind of became the Magneto role. It's like now all mutants are this. All mutants are like invested in it. Uh, integrating, forget all that. We're the future. We're going to wipe out humanity in about 20 years. So we're just going to wait them out on this island. And I don't know. I don't really root for anybody in this in this issue, which I think is the plan. I've, I've seen some think pieces. And it very much seems like Jonathan Hickman is setting up one of these long-term superstructure plans but I don't know how long I'm going to stick around because it is each issue is like five bucks, so it's a pretty hefty investment to stick around to see if this story is for me. Because I like the idea. I really oh, shocker. I really like Grant Morrison's run. I like the idea of pushing these characters forward. I like the idea of introducing new ideas. But I do want. I, I like what the X Men represent, and so I want like I'm tired of Professor X being an asshole. I'm tired of Cyclops being an asshole. I'm tired of like I want. My team. I want like a team to root for that I like, and, and I'm hoping that maybe 
we're building towards that and but we've you know maybe i don't know if we're building depressor x not being an asshole i think maybe maybe we're committing to that but yeah yeah but uh but maybe a more traditional likable x-men team but what did you think really quick there's a picture of krakoa oh yeah it's scary cool it's scary oh but i did like the use of cypher to talk to it super obscure x-men character but like to, to be fair cypher's been used pretty a- he's been used pretty actively in comics recently? recently oh cool cool cool. He when i was coming up, with, up he was like i think he was dead i think he, he's like, the one who can understand languages but it goes further than that but right? he can talk to technology there you go. was was my but him and sage i think uh was the uh, was the character he was talking to i i like the listing of the omega mutants although i'm gonna be honest the explanation was weird to me because it's like this telepath is an omega telepath because there's nobody as powerful Powerful as this telepath, but there's like five telepaths on there, so it's like, well, then how are they all Omega? Omega, levels. but anyway, that's uh, uh, I don't know if I really followed that aspect of it, but I really, I'm honest to God, goodness, uh, this is the first X Men book I've picked up in a long yeah. time that I'm interested in. It is, I, I think you're meant to feel uncomfortable by it, and I'm super on board with that because yeah. I know how beloved uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four and Avengers runs and Infinity as an entire just. The, uh, a, a roadmap for what the MCU could do in the future with like Thanos and the yeah. creating the Black Order, yeah. which are all cool characters. They're all unique and and fun to use, and they all look cool. I'm on board with the idea of them. They are being dicks, you know, and yeah. also it's a poor choice for your spokespeople being Magneto, Magneto, and I, yeah, I think Cyclops, it, yeah, the two the, terrorists. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is weird, and it, maybe that's what kind of colors the whole idea because uh, it is our main mouthpiece for that is Magneto. And I do like that Professor X really hasn't spoken yet. Yeah. I like his maker-esque mask. It seems like, honestly, if the twist was that's the maker because yeah. the maker is part of the MCU, there's a bunch reading, of them. I was reading an article that they talked about, I think it was either in Marvels or, oh no, it was Earth X where uh, Reed Richards can stretch his brain to match Charles Xavier's, which allows him to use Cerebro. It's a th- that was that was used as a reference, like maybe it is the maker. You know what I mean? So no. I was like, I, I guess maybe. Yuck. Yeah. Well, one yuck. Yeah. But I I think there's more to this mystery. We see some people getting birthed out of like pods on Krakoa. It looks like and he it might could be, be cloning there people. You go. There's a theory that he might be because it is weird that. Jean Grey's back in her Marvel Girl outfit, so yeah, maybe because she just led a team, she doesn't need to go back to her childhood yeah. costume. And so maybe he's cloning the versions of the ex people that were most loyal to his dream and changing them up. Yeah. Maybe you know, like, and it, it does kind of throw him under the bus. Right now, that body is Phantom X. Phantom X, and also it, his brain had been used by Red Skull recently, and, and Shadow also King. Shadow King, and so it's like, you know, he's been he's been through it for a minute. Maybe don't bring back. Um, <laughs> Professor X, he's yeah. been you know, dead's dead. Yeah. Maybe sometimes dead is better. Yeah, yeah, yep. Was that Pet Cemetery? Yep. Sounds about right. Um, but besides that, the amount of world building they're giving you and the roadmap they're giving you to understand it is yeah. impressive. It's extremely impressive. I like that they create their own language. They're I like, like that too. We re- they're like, no, we're we want to be a culture, yeah. they, and it's not like we are. They're basically saying we are, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you do need to prove it. So they're showing that like this is how it works now. Yeah, and having telepaths, that's a good way to teach some people a language like that. Like yeah. every now, I, every mutant does know the language. Another one of those uh, suspicious moments is when like they're. Uh, uh, 
somebody's calling Magneto out on the nation. It's like, well, uh, because, oh, we have the most powerful people or whatever. And Magneto's like, I think our power comes from the fact that we've never held hostages or done all these things. Like, no, 100% Magneto, you have done those things. I know the mutant, this new mutant nation has it, but you have, so dial it back, bro. Like, Yeah, it, it's like if someone declares bankruptcy, makes a new company, and it's like, yeah, we're, we're financially stable, da 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 It's yeah. like, no, yeah. you, we know the history behind yeah. what you've done. So we'll see how this turns out. I like the government espionage aspect of it like seeing the nations and organizations of the world having a contingency plan for humanity yeah. also the idea of like it's kind of like a gimme when they are like no we'll give you these three pills and it, it makes your life in, uh, unbelievably better yeah. but you do and honestly it just it's all it is is acknowledging them as their own nation yeah it seems like a pretty fair it seems like a pretty fair but thing it's obviously like there's, this, some, there's, there's something shady up. going on i will say it's i think it's very true to humans I, but it just from a philosophical perspective, I don't understand why, like, uh-oh, mutants, we're, humans are going to be extinct. Well, no, they're just going to be, we're just going to be mutants now. It's not, we're not going to go extinct. It's humans are going to dunk mutants, and then their kids are going to be mutants, and then everybody's just going to be mutants. And that might be how we survive all the crazy bullshit that happens in the Marvel Universe. If we all have powers, like, calm down, man. Shout out, like, <laughs> uh, shout out to the gigantic sentinel head that was inside of the space station. No. Aim, 31%. Shield, 24%. Then strike, then sword, then alpha flight. Hammer, armor, hydra. I think it's a good way of illustrating general concerns about the mutants. The fact that it's not just villain organizations in there. Like, shields in there. Everybody's uh, scared. Swords in there. People are frightened yeah. right now. Also, I do dig. I haven't seen their new costumes, but the Fantastic Four is like new yeah, yeah, F yeah. and everything. I'm I, a they, big fan of. That was actually my favorite scene because it was the one time you clearly somebody you could root for, like the Fantastic Four stopping Mystique and Sabretooth. It's like, yeah, the Fantastic Four are the good guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are way into it, so it'll be Powers of X seems weirder. It seems like another classic, like future version or alternate version of the x-men will be involved there i know apocalypse is going to be involved at some point um uh danny m says in the chat never bring a gun to a magneto fight that's all i'm saying i that just was, went by that page yeah. it's pretty cool yeah it's super cool yeah and i got the i keep getting tricked into getting that director's cut on, <laughs> on comicsology so i get all these like extra meaty parts to it oh i'm gonna be following this pretty closely if it gets a little too up its own Hoo-ha. Ass, excuse yeah. me, uh, or hoo ha, whatever, hoo-ha wherever you for the kids, wherever you grew up. Um, <laughs> now it's uh, yeah, Cy- Cypher's got Warlock's arm. Man, you gotta. It's a different character. I can't. Mm. You're trying to clean this up, and yeah. it's just more complicated. Also, I know that like it was Michael Rosenberg that was writing X Men last. Like probably, I think he's the one who was, uh, or Rosenberg's last name at least. Yeah. Um, he, I know he killed a bunch of people, and mm. Cyclops like lost an eye. So, and that's clearly not what's happening right now. So, we'll see. I think this is one of those things where it's like a runaway train, and it's like, yeah, you can keep. I'm going to go. You can keep trying to help keep it going, but it it, it might limp a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I still think Marvel just needs to do a reboot. I think it's time. A hard one. They've they've earned it. I think you need to reboot it and start fresh and and get some clean perspective in there. And and we know it's not easy. New 52 struggled, uh, but but I, you know. But it got that, people interested. It got people interested, and I li- it presented a lot. And I, I know people got to give a lot of shade to New Fifty Two, but I like that they really tried to do, uh, you know, the horror line and the action line and like Swamp Thing, and then bring back Resurrection Man and Grifter got his own. They tried things. They at least tried things. So that's on the comic side. On the comic adaptation side, 
uh, we were able to go to a special event, a launch party for the boys, and we checked out. Uh, you checked out more than the first episode. I checked out the first episode of the boys based on the comic by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Thank God, you, it's eight episodes. You Thank may Christ. remember I, I got to collaborate with Derek Robertson on a print for my comic cast theory, so that was cool. He's a he's a lovely person. Have you ever met him in person? I have not. I have not. Uh, I did not know what he looked like. I just saw he posted a photo from the boys set. I thought he looked like the guy from Transmetropolitan because that's his <laughs> that's his thumbnail yeah. on Twitter. He looks like just a regular guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a regular person. Just a regular guy. But I know you did not really. You tried the comic a while back, and it was not for you. No. Uh, no. I haven't had a chance it to, is. although I do. My understanding is it is the most Garth Ennis of Garth Ennis comics. To give you a, a quickie synopsis on the basis for the boys, it's a world where superheroes exist. Basically, stand-ins for your Justice League. You're yeah. more crazy powerful superheroes uh, in capes and yeah. tights and everything. And the, the premise is, like elites in our world, they can get away with a lot of nastier mm-hmm. shit yeah. and like like star athletes or actors or what have you or and so the billionaire the wealthy yeah, yeah all that stuff. so in in this world you have um and there's a lot of collateral damage and they're able to get away with that and our main character is a young guy who loses his girlfriend due to an accident that happens it's it is purely an accident but no. the, the hero does not take responsibility for it they blame the girl they're like well you shouldn't have been there yeah and so this the guy joins a team of regular people who go and take out soups yeah. um and it's hard it's really hard to kill a, a super person yeah and uh in this first couple episodes you deal with that in the comic it is a lot of like isn't it cool if we make rape jokes and i'm like mm, no you don't it's actually not it's actually it feels super like this is how the world is, mom. Don't look at me. And you're just like drawing like black circles on a piece of paper. And you're like, this is our, and he goes into a slam poetry session, just starts screaming at people. You know, that's the kind of shit that I think of when I read that comic. It's like, no, the world's not all like sunshine and rainbows, but it's also not just like your depression porn. Mm -hmm. All right. So there are shitty people out there, but your version of this is (sighs) the show's not like that though. It is dark. It's just a dark adaptation. It's similar to Kick-Ass, but if Kick-Ass had people with powers, yeah. which is pretty cool, and that, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from it right now. There are there are dark stories, and there is crude humor in it, and there are things that are like, wow, we're, we're pushing the line here. Yeah. And they sometimes cross it, but they do it in a way that just kind of makes the world work, and I yeah. get it. I, I have a cleaner vision of what they're trying to tell with this story now. Yeah. I think the show's doing. I think there was expert casting. I think the, the casting uh, after watching the first episode, I think it had a lot of like symptoms of pilots, where it's like we're giving you a lot of yes. information, and the way it moved around it, moved around that information, can feel, felt clunky at times. But uh, I think the casting across the board was really solid, and the effects, and I yeah, think the agreed. action as well. The effects were like, wow, this actually looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. I, I, I am going to watch the rest of the series, the season. I don't know if I'll go past season one, just depending on how we end it. Yeah. But thus far, the motivations for characters are really interesting. Uh, I think you, you mentioned like a critique before we got on air of uh, the main character's motivation. Mm-hmm. But the more we explore it into like episode three, I'm like, I'm digging what you're, I, you're not. I mean, it's not what I expected, but yeah. I dig what you're doing so far. Some- and his relationship to the people he's teamed up with now to take down the soups and with his own dad. And he does befriend one of the soups by yeah. accident. And yeah, I think yeah. it's, I think it's a super, it's, I'm, I'm on board with this world. It sucks that the heroes are 
assholes. Yeah, they are not good people. But it does kind of like, oh man, this is probably what it would be like. Is that you? That absolute power corrupts absolutely type of a deal. You know what I mean? And so if you're not, and especially with people that would be incredibly difficult to hold accountable uh, because of how powerful they are. But I, I think the casting is great. I'm obviously a huge fan of Carl Urban and everything from Tread to like everything since. He's so talented and it's cool. He's clearly having a lot of fun in the role. Uh, the actor that plays Huey, Huey's the main guy, right? Um, I think he's uh, really uh, great. Um, Simon Pegg it plays his dad. Well, the tiny, tiny criticism. Mm-hmm. Never heard him do an American accent before. <laughs> and it sounds like... It, it's a tiny bit rough for him. Yeah, it sounds yeah. a little. He's good with like an Irish accent, yeah. accent, and a couple other ones I've heard. This one feels like a little like it feels he's like moving his mouth a lot to get the words out. Uh, well, it's funny because apparently originally um, Huey was based off when the comic was made. He was based off Simon. It Bay. looks just like him. Yeah, and so uh, and I think the the original collection had a forward by by Simon Pegg. Uh, so it's like uh, when when I you find out that it's like man I don't want to compare this guy playing Huey to Simon Pegg he's not going to hold up he holds up he's actually it's it's a it's a solid take on the character and it's a good performance uh, I will say my favorite part of the pilot is the final action sequence I thought is was really smart and interesting and engaging and, and a lot of fun um, and you know everybody likes a story where you're taking it to the man you know what I mean oh by the way uh, at first we find out one of these like the, they're called the seven they're mm. Justice League uh, there's one invisible guy and I'm yeah. like just invisible and it's like when they dive into what he, how he does it mm-hmm. and you're like oh I get why you're here yeah, you're yeah. way more powerful than I thought you were yeah, yeah. you'll dig it I yeah. think you'll be on board with it it's eight episodes for the first season already been renewed for a second season uh, I if they keep this level of production quality up and the acting from everyone else like yeah. homeland is like you you get it like he's homelander the homelander yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's awful they're mm-hmm. all awful yeah. but his brand of awful is interesting yeah they're all you get it especially with someone is with like superman's power set you're like yeah. don't know what you do if you want to take this guy down yeah. i there's i have literally zero idea of how you would kill him yeah i don't think you can well We'll have to tune in to find out. There you go. But talking about superheroes, let's go ahead and pivot over to Phase 4 Marvel because we got a big old slew of characters yeah. and stories and directors and actors announced that we need to we, – let's, let's kind of like work our way through what we like the most yes. and uh, what we think could come after that. But before we do that, let's say hi to our friends over at Brewmate. Don't you just love warm alcohol? Because I sure don't. Don't. And I didn't, don't, I don't think my friend Dylan <laughs> does our either. Our pal Dylan. Our pal Dylan. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if he likes that I call him my pal, mainly because <laughs> I haven't met him yet, but I feel like we'd really hit it off. Yeah, I think, I think you both would be real good friends yeah. if he only knew you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just give me, give me a few give me a few hours mm-hmm. and then weeks on top of that. Yeah. I can have a perfectly healthy friendship with Dylan. He's the founder of Brewmate, and he's the one who made uh, Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Whatever your tastes in beer, wines, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is a perfect temp. Brewmate actually sent us a little code so we can go ahead and grab a couple of their products for our very own. Yes. And actually, this past weekend, I was over at a friend's Puel, yeah, and we uh, got some gin and tonics pre-mixed in a can. Yeah, was it Dylan's pool? It wasn't Dylan's pool. Oh, okay. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. But again, I'm okay. sure if he threw a pool party, I would. I we'd have a no. We'd have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably is a guy that has his own water slide that goes into the pool because he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. 
almost as cool, I think, arguably, as the wine sealator and the uncorked gift set bundle. So you get the wine sealator. That's where you can fit a full bottle of wine that includes a silicone funnel for easy transferring. Thank God they gave me the funnel because yeah. I would have just spilt it all over it. Yeah, uh, my wife loves the wine sealator, and that funnel is a uh, godsend. Yes, I have also used it for other things now mm-hmm. because it was a uh, big help. It maintains the perfect temperature for over 24 hours and brings your wine on the go without worrying about keeping it chilled. No more broken bottles or tickets for bringing glasses into a glass-free zone. No, sir or ma'am. Also, the uncorked wine glasses, the largest insulated wine glass in the world, fitting over half a bottle of wine. That's 14 ounces. Comes with a splash-proof lid that has a little clicker, a little click, click. Love that it. way you don't have to spill. No spills, no way. And they got 30 colors available, the perfect gift for the stylish wine lover in your life. And guess who that is for me? That's me. <laughs> I'm the one in my life that loves wine. It's It was nice because I could just have it by the pool. I filled up the wine sealer and then I just, you know, tossed it off yep. throughout the day. It was nice. I didn't put on enough sunscreen, but, you know. <laughs> but other than that, but the, I, I, the good the decision I made yeah. was the wine sealer and the go. uncorked gift set. And also, I just love the designs, uh, especially when it comes to the uncorked. Uh, glasses because they just come in everything. I got the wooden finish. They Ooh. weren't wood, but I did like the way that they look when they were sitting on my shelf. But they also have some like glitter finishes with them. Ooh. Ooh, I'm a big fan. Honestly, guys, you can use this for any kind of situation or uh, occasion. You're going to be looking snazzy wherever you're going where you can take mm-hmm. wine, spirits, or beers on the go. And guess what, gang? We got a special offer for you that we use to get our very own, and you guys can use right now. DJ, throw them at it. Listen. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Stop it. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit Brewmate.com and add our code OSA to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com and add the code OSA. Now, gang, just stop drinking warm alcohol. It's embarrassing. We know you want a cold brew. Get a cold brew with our friends over at Brewmate. And back to the show. All right. So over last weekend, prior weekend to the weekend we just had, uh, uh, it was San Diego Comic-Con, and we recorded our last episode before that. So we didn't get a chance to dive into all the Phase 4 stuff. Now, if you go to Might Be Awesome, you'll get a full, complete dates run down the whole shebang about what uh, uh what was all announced we wanted to create because i don't know about you sam i had difficulty like navigating fu- yeah navigating because it was all a bunch of different articles so we try to consolidate that into one cohesive spot you can so you can check that out but this is more of us talking about our thoughts on it our thoughts on on where we think this is all going and what we think about all of it hell yeah there's uh quite a lot to go through i'd say let's start with favorites yeah. What were, the, what were some of the standouts for you? Standouts for me, I'm excited they're finally doing a Black Widow movie, just because finally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember when we did our watch through um, uh, before Infinity War, we'd like everybody else, we watched all the movies. And you watch Iron Man 2, and you're like, how was the next movie not a Black Widow movie? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. shocking. I mean, I think the the rumor mill has uh, stated Ike Perlmutter was the, was the <sighs> head. that guy. Yeah, the guy <laughs> um, who was kind of behind, like, not doing movies where it was female-centric. But hey... I don't think all decisions come down to one person. Yep. Usually, sometimes it does, but I feel like he's the one that gets the brunt of that. And maybe for good reason. Yeah. I don't know the guy, and I've only read horror stories. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, you're, you're very right. Also, after Winter Soldier, it's like, 
are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fucking rad in this. Yeah. Then you did a Age of Ultron, and you're like, whew. <laughs> uh, I'm also really excited for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because those are two standout characters for me. I, uh, Simu Liu, the announcement of Shang-Chi and uh, Tony Leung. Yeah. Uh, for uh, yeah, Tony Leung, I think is how you pronounce um, it. He, uh, the, the idea behind this is the idea that we, like, with Iron Fist, you're like, whoa, man, we're getting, like, the raid level Hand to hand action in the MCU, mm-hmm. hell yeah! Yeah, and we didn't get no, any we did of not. That. Yeah, in season two, you're like, mm, when you show the actors who can do this, super cool. Yeah, uh, no, we didn't, but we didn't get that. So the idea of getting action like that—that's just over the top, yeah, like next level. Like you can't really get uh, the violence of those movies, but you yeah. can get that kind of visceral feeling of like this is what. I don't know, man. There's a lot of appeal to like classic kung fu movies that you could kind of like scratch that itch with a movie like this, and the idea of it tying back to the Ten Rings being like a terrorist organization that uh, Shang Chi has to take down. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he's in like a mentor or mentee role in this film. Uh, it'd be cooler if he was like on his way to become a mentor. You know, like yeah. he has, he has. You don't need to see him as a baby. We can just <laughs> see him now. Yeah. Like that's okay. You know, it'd be cool. Um, is if you did like I think it was uh, sorry everybody if I'm mixing up my Bruce Lee movies I think it's Enter the Dragon where he goes to like an evil organization it's classic like on a remote island we have this uh, uh, murder fight contest that's held by this you know what I mean like same setup everybody saw that setup for like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and all that shit but uh, but if if the Ten Rings, like, he goes undercover with the Ten Rings and he has to fight his way up into the organization to get to the Mandarin, like, that would be rad. I sounds like a perfect video game. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Can I be candid? I'm a little worried that, like, we're all hyped. These announcements are great. Like, we're so stoked. And these are just, just going to be Marvel movies. Like, they're just going to be, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I don't know if any of these are going to be, like, the next Black Panther or Winter well, Soldier. I mean, let's, let's be fair. That's kind of hard to eyeball from this far out when they said captain america 2 and they said winter soldier i think everyone who didn't know what that is like yeah. they didn't know they're like nah it's okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. you heard it you're like no this is like avengers 2.5 or yeah. avengers 1.5 or whatever you're yeah. like okay i'll check it out and it was a big surprise yeah. also black panther it, like it could have been you know it could have been good because you had like ryan coogler and michael yeah. B. jordan joining you're like it could be okay at the very least well i think there was hope for for black panther because of because of ryan coogler and there's a lot of unknown a lot of talented people but a lot of unknown variables which is cool because it's a chance to like shake things up and i kind of hope they lean into that more like we're now we're now past you know you've earned your street cred you've done your avengers movies you've done Endgame, you did the impossible you know what I mean? So now, like, maybe there's an opportunity with, like, we've already got some of that because it's the, the, the Shang-Chi is our first, you know, uh, Marvel movie with an Asian American lead, uh, primarily Asian cast so far. Um, we've got uh, uh, Natalie Portman as Thor. We've got the Eternals and all that stuff. I it, didn't even think about this, but it, it deals with the Ten Rings. The yeah. last character we saw, or last characters we saw that really dealt with the Ten Rings was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Ho Yin Sin is the man who like trained him, or like helped him build the suit to yes. get out of there. In the comics, maybe this is a stretch. Aquafina is going to be in the movie, and like she's around the same age as Tony Ho in Marvel comics, who is the daughter of Yin Sin, who like has an, her own Iron Man suit and is in like Asian American stories, like for yeah. Marvel. Damn it! But no, he's. 
he's more Middle Eastern and she's yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And like, so it's like, maybe that won't work. That was a fan theory I had for a second. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> like all my, throw it in the all, trash. All my other fan theories. Uh, the other thing that I think is talking about like getting weirder and wilder. Uh, I love what if. I love this idea of like an animated series where we're getting our we're getting the cast back, but in voice roles, so we don't have to give them as much money, and uh, and we can do like the the one we've heard about for the uh, first episode is what if Peggy Carter had become had taken the Super Soldier Serum and kind of became Captain America, and it's like yeah, more more of that. Like I I'm so excited, and Michael B. Jordan's coming back, which is. I think the only way we're going to get any more Killmonger is stuff like this. I mean, he said he was coming back for Black Panther too. What does that mean? In Ghost Realm, yeah. In the ghost, in the ghost sector, yeah. Go, say, <laughs> you go to the, go to the ghost sector. Uh-oh. But what about you? What what's the stuff for you that like stands out the most that excited you most? Well, I'm most excited if Black Panther says I'm going ghost, and right. he, his body goes limp, <laughs> and his ghost shivers off like like a snake going into the ghost zone. Yeah. Um, so that. <laughs> Uh, but I'd throw Hawkeye out there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Taskmaster is super fucking cool. Also, Marvel has a wee little bit of a boner for him right now. Yeah, They're like, he's uh, Taskmaster is going to be in Black Widow. In Black yeah. Widow, but like Spider-Man, PS4, yeah. Avengers, uh, with PS4, Square Enix, yeah, PS4. Yeah. Uh, and now this. It's like, not that he's not awesome. He's great. It's like, we're just going to milk him until he's... Um, a milk, <laughs> you know what I mean. Until he's fully milked. But Hawkeye is great because it, it, it looks like they're leaning into the Matt Faction run, which I will say again until I'm dead uh, mm-hmm. that everyone should read it because it's hilarious and the action's awesome. It's no. it's Secret Agent Hawkeye, which yeah. is awesome. It's like, but he doesn't act like a like a like a spy or anything like that he's attempting to yeah. but I like that he's the everyman hero and that's a cool angle for you to lean into yeah. dealing with Ronan yeah you should have consequences for murdering countless people mm. in the middle of a genocide just saying yeah. there's I feel like that's some pretty easy world rules you could set up but also Kate Bishop man she's awesome yeah. and leaning into uh, like West Coast Avengers or something like that I think there's some room for that and having a team show on the disney plus app is just easy money that's just yeah and i think uh, of the shows i mean obviously what if because of what it represents to me but also like you know wandavision i don't know it's like you did it i I, I don't know if i need a show from them you've been throwing them under the bus from the beginning you never believed in them and Uh, they're gonna be the one that wins an emmy and you're gonna have to and you're gonna suck it you're gonna have to Uh, Fuck it. You know, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. It's like, yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm excited for Baron Zemo showing up with the with the iconic mask and all that stuff because I'm a sucker for that shit. But Hawkeye's the one that it's like it never felt like they quite cracked. And so it's like, yeah, do this. And especially with Jeremy Renner, the way he's kind of been set up in the MCU and the way he's kind of gauged his performance, putting him in a mentor role, I think is the best use of this version of Hawkeye and having him set up Kate Bishop, I think is really smart. Uh, and and it's just a good, of the interestingly, of the hooks for shows, it makes the most sense to me because other ones are like, what if... Wand and Vision, or what if Falcon and Winter Soldier is like, no, Hawkeye is training the next Hawkeye after the... That's that's a hook for a show. I like the idea that him and Ant-Man come together to make an Avengers Academy. Because him and Ant-Man come together to raise a family. They, it's well, like, these two crazy dads. They'd be good. They would they'd be, be good. They, you'd have some good kids. But no, I like, because they have stature, Kate Bishop. Yes. And those were two of the young Avengers. Yeah. But also that, like, they're the lowest tier of the Avengers. I know mm-hmm. it, it, Scott is instrumental to 
how they fixed the, the Shockingly, snap. he's been instrumental to two major events at which this is good, point. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. good, but also at the same time, it's like, it's Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the guy who gets big. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah. Stop, and the other guy's the arrow guy, sometimes the sword guy. Yeah. And sometimes both. It, the, but So the idea of them being the, the leaders and the teachers of tomorrow's heroes, is I think you could get a lot of mileage out of that. Also, give Paul Rudd more to do. Give him an Ant-Man 3. I know we all didn't go see... Ant-Man the Wasp that much, but I wouldn't mind a third one. Well, give him a show. Give him a Disney Plus show. No, give him a movie. Do you think they're going to do original? Because right now, all the Disney Plus shows, other than maybe What If, are kind of spin-offs from characters we've gotten in the movies. Do you think we'll get characters almost like the Marvel Netflix shows that are solely introduced through Disney Plus shows? We do have an announcement already with one that would come into the movies later is Monica... Well, I mean, I know... It's not Monica, her show. It's but, not her show, but Monica Rambeau is a character that's very big and yeah. now exploring her more in the Marvel TV shows. I hear what you're saying, but to be nitpicky, she technically was introduced in Captain she Marvel. She was. Yeah. But also, as a, as a, I didn't see no powers in that mm-hmm. one. She was just uh, changing know. the costume for Captain uh, Marvel around. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we're going to see powers in this in this one either. I will say the actress they got for her is stunning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it'd be silly not to have them. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have her pop up in Doctor Strange and uh, map into the Neopeverse. <laughs> I like the name of that. I'm interested. I'm kind of lukewarm on the first Doctor Strange. So I'm like, ah, we'll wait and see for this one. But I do like the title and the concept and the fact that he's teamed up with all the stuff you've told me I'm into. But mixed feelings on the title the, is basically it's it's peak comic book garbage and I, I love it. It's that it's also like classic like pulp novel. Like if you went to the sci fi section of a bookstore, it's like those type of titles. It's girl fainting into mm-hmm. like Dracula's arms. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one that we haven't talked about, and I think the fact that we haven't mentioned it as being exciting, I think makes it the biggest question mark of Phase 4. What do you think about the Eternals? I mean, when you say Brian Tyree Henry and Kumail Nanjiani being part of a movie together, I think yeah. that's pretty much gold because they're both very talented comedians. Yeah. And seeing how hard Kumail is working to get, like, ripped for this. Yeah. Not that that really means much at the end of the day like we saw how fit people got for inhumans <laughs> and this is vi- i'm getting some my inhumans vibe is fucking giving me yep, a seizure same, over here same and so it's it could this be the marvel movies inhumans i like the <sighs> that's thor of the dark world yeah. and even then that movie isn't that bad it is it's not as bad as thor one Thor 1 was rougher. Yeah, was a rougher re- revisiting. Yeah, but okay, so I'll give you this. Yes. I, I like the pitch that they are like the re, that they are representatives of deities that we're familiar with, like the Greek or Roman pantheon, and they have names similar to them, and they kind of just get reborn over and over again. Yeah. And now that we've had humans who have acted like gods, also other gods from different pantheons like Thor, yeah. coming down to Earth and interfering and saving the world and everything, the idea that these beings are now going to become more involved and also tying it to a more cosmic entity like the celestials which we've yeah. seen uh photos like the, some concept art of i think that's just i think it's rad i think the idea is super cool and having another super team on earth is i'm not a, i'm not opposed to it like you have your guardians no. you have your uh your league of sorcerers that dr strange is working with you have your yeah. avengers you have um no runaways <laughs> somewhere and yeah no we don't not this unit they don't count they don't count? The Defenders and the Runaway. No, we, we now know. We now know. We now know that these TV shows don't count. For me, the nail in the coffin was fine. And I had people like, well, we could play multiple roles. Like, that's not how Marvel plays, man. No, that's, I, that's how they said, like, Alfred Woodard plays two different roles. 
they said that just it, because, but it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter because now we have Mahershala Ali as Blade and so it's like yeah those Netflix shows don't matter I can't wait to see him he probably already owns his own vampire teeth he probably had, had a custom made a little, like, mm-hmm. little bit maybe one has a little gold yep. I don't know switch it up have some fun is there any chance you think it might be a Disney Plus show mm, I mean maybe but two, I, my two I big questions is, are Disney Plus show mm-hmm. do you think it's so maybe no I'd okay. say no I'd okay. say it's gonna be a movie it's Mahershala do you think he it's gonna wants be, his own movie do you think it's gonna be R-rated no okay. but it will be as close as you can get but also if they start getting on the if they wanted to test out like could we do like Deadpool works as rated R makes a crap ton of money yes. almost a billion dollars um, could we try it with another character and they try it with Blade it wouldn't be the worst idea so do you do you think they're gonna because the, I feel like every time any of the Disney reps have been asked about this they've been cagey about it do you think Deadpool's gonna still be R yeah because okay. they tried PG thirteen and it really no one went and saw that. To be fair, it was already out. It was, but yeah. no one. But they're like, this one goes to charity, and uh-huh. they're like, okay, <laughs> well it's Christmas time, so I'm going Aquaman's out. I'm gonna go watch that <laughs> yeah. instead. Uh, no, I think do a movie, and my pitch would be: you did three movies where he fights vampires. Don't get rid of that. Are you kidding me? He's mm-hmm. a vampire hunter. You yeah. vamp- he's a daywalker. Do the whole thing. But throw in a couple other monsters, like Vampire, throw in... There's a Frankenstein in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. somewhere. It's Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can't do Morbius, but there's other vampire dudes. Oh, uh, yeah, Man-Thing? Man-Thing. I think there's some room to do some really cool monster I'm gonna monster be, movie stuff. I'm going to be candid. I have not really cared at all about Jared Leto's Morbius. But then the Blade announcement is like... But now I, supposed to fight? But now I want him to hang out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want, to see, I want to see Morbius and Blade and Doctor Strange hang out. <laughs> a Blade in a Doctor Strange movie would be super fucking cool. I'm kind of wondering, because uh, the fact that they've announced this so soon before there's a release date, I'm kind of wondering if he might pop in in an after credit scene for Doctor Strange or something. I mean, something, but of the somethings, it makes the most sense in Doctor Strange. Also, I know Scott Derrickson's thrown out the idea of using Nightmare in the second yes. movie. The multiverse of madness. That's kind of like if you're doing nightmare stuff. That seems right up there. That seems alley. way uh, way up there. I it would be interesting to see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're gonna keep uh, Deadpool R. I think that if I, I, they've been kind of really really hardline about about that. Um, but I will say this: What about what if? Hey, integration. What if Blade hunts? Mutants. He's a mutant. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, way wow, more we're, troubling. Now we're like, wait, they're. So aliens, the Marvel universe is for a while now like aliens, their thing. But now it's like in the next few years we're getting mutants and vampires. Which they talked about vampires before. Yeah, they had him in. Uh, it was Korg made a joke. He's like, yeah, they have the three pronged fork. That, That's how you get three vampires at once. That's confused. It confused me how Korg knew about vampires. Vampire. <laughs> there you go. They're well known. Yeah. Um. It's like hey, it's like English language. You know. There yeah. you go. It's why everyone can speak it. But my <laughs> my my pitch is they said three vampires. And Taika Waititi is known for doing a movie with three vampires. Yeah, yeah. And you want him to have a, a cameo show. in Blade. Are you kidding? Don't you don't have to kill him? Or they're like dead in the background, like yeah. their heads are up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or let them be the roommates that like he, they're the guys in the chairs yeah, yeah. that get Blade to the other vampires, but they're the ones that sell them out. Hey, listen, Taika Waititi will jump at any chance to be on camera. Right, <laughs> and I don't, I don't dislike it. This is totally not Marvel related, but that JoJo Rabbit trailer got me super excited. Yeah, it was it was so funny. It, it was I, I watched it again the other day. It's it's. Uh, really delightful. I threw out an idea talking about because they didn't really talk about. Uh, they're like he literally said no more time to talk about mutants. Uh, I threw out an idea on Twitter that 
theoretically we're going to get a Spider-Man 3. I think it was dependent on how well Spider-Man 2 did, whether Sony would keep playing ball or any of that stuff. made a billion dollars. Yes, so I think we're fine. Um, And there have been rumors that Deadpool is supposed to, they're going to integrate Deadpool into the MCU through Spider-Man. And now, spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home, in case you haven't watched the past two weeks, I think our audience probably has. Uh, What if, obviously there would be forces out to get Spider-Man now because they think he's a bad guy. What if one of them hires Deadpool? to go after them obviously to team up later in the movie but also theoretically peter needs to finish high school and so it's like where's he gonna go like what he's one of the most wanted people in the world where could he go to school and it's like well there's already a school out there that has you know uh has children under threat so he goes to the xavier institute to finish out high school that's pretty cool yeah also you can kind of train them a little bit like he's the cool guy in class yeah, but yeah. also and they all make fun of him because he's not a mutant yeah <laughs> that's an easy that, that could be fun yeah um I was just thinking, yeah, no, we're going to be getting those people soon. Also, D23 is going to have a lot of announcements. They said for Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. Cool. I'm very excited to hear what we're going to do with those. I think the biggest question mark for me is what you do next for Captain Marvel. Because before it was a prequel and she was off in space, but now it could be the pre- I, I don't. I'm not as sure as, as what you could do. But, and obviously, crazy excited for Black Panther 2. Are you kidding me? Uh, Wendy S. said Spider-Man homeschooled. Yeah, I made yeah I made that joke too. Let's oh, see what the, let's see what what they could do. I'm I'm interested to see uh, what they do with that. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is how do you feel about Natalie Portman as Thor? It's awesome. It's so cool. Like it, it's it, it, I like the transformation scene. You can have her be Thor if you want her to be, or she can be somebody else if you want to. There have been saying that she's Mighty Thor, and the other Thors have different like names. Like, Throg is a frog version of Thor, mm-hmm. and you got... You pulled, when we were doing our video, you pulled a what-if where it's like, what if Jane Foster got the Thor and she became Thorina or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. And then they did, because um, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And they also did one where it was like, what if Hulk was smart? And it was like, yeah, they all these have become... All the what-ifs have just become, things. become a thing. I will say, it makes more sense in the comics... Because there, there was the whole, like, Donald Blake picked up the hammer, and he became Thor. And then when I was a kid, it was Eric Masterson had the hammer, and he became Thor. And he was the cool Thor because he had a beard. And now normal Thor just has a beard, so it's not as unique. Um, and so it's like, that's a thing. In the MCU, the Thor's, the, Thor is his name. He's just a dude. It is Thor. And so, like, people can pick up the cat famously picked up the hammer in Endgame. But he didn't become Thor. He just had the hammer. But he controlled lightning. But he didn't become Thor. I mean, what does that mean? Because he doesn't have the doesn't have like the helmet and the cape and the name and all that stuff. So it's like, is it just Jane Foster with the hammer? Which cool. Like she could become. And also, didn't we? Wasn't the big life lesson in Ragnarok is that the hammer wasn't the important part? The important part was the person on the inside. Yeah, but I mean, the costume still appeared on him when he picked up the hammer. So wh- why? How come the costume appears on Jane and not on? Cap when he picked up the hammer because Asgard blew up. I'll throw that. I think that's a fair. Also, how are we going to get reason. the hammer back? Um, they make a new one. Cool. Yeah. They 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 Nidal Valir's back. Yeah. They went and made a new hammer for Infinity War, which was cool. Yeah. yeah. And you just give figure out how to get his hands, how to get Eitri's hands out of the. <laughs> out of the thing. I do hope that was a priority for Thor when he's leaving. Like, hey, I got a butt. We need to go figure out his situation. We really because, need to, because also, like Rock and Groot are aware of it. Like, we sh- we need to go there. It's, it's the five years he was busy getting fat, fat and he didn't help Eitri. Like, yeah. he was drinking well, beer all the time. To, I mean, actually, no, he could get there. There were spaceships. There were ships. ships. I will. Uh, say- I do. I think. Uh, the idea of having somebody else be a protector and being a representative of what Thor 
stood for is cool to have back on Earth. Yeah, Cap, when he picked up the hammer, he didn't get yeah. a costume. But also, you know what they, they set up that would have been really cool? They had Iron Man's uh, nano thing when Tony handed it to him. He's like, yeah. why didn't he throw one of those on really quick? He's like, hold oh, on. The, I got oh, the my... whole thing. And, uh, yeah, why? Yeah. Just do the, do the Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four 2 where you got all the powers. All the powers. Garbage. Get the kids what they want. Man, I, that was so cool when he picked up the hammer. I... I'm, I'm, I when they did this in the comics, around this, this uh, there was a, a moment in the comics where it was Riri Williams as Iron Man. Um, uh, I almost said Anthony Mackie as Captain America. That is the actor. Uh, Sam Wilson as Cap. And then Jane Foster as Thor. And it, it felt like there was a mandate of like, hey, these people's contracts are up. Let's figure out a way that we can recast these people. And now they're doing it. And it, it feels like they're using like progressive stuff as like a cloak as a cynical way to extend a brand. So it doesn't feel like it feels kind of, it feels manipulative to me and it feels like it's pandering and it feels kind of icky. You know what I mean? And I can't, I can't quite shake it, especially when you look at, it's not like Sam Wilson's getting his own movie. Now they just shuttle him off to a TV series and it's not like Chris Hemsworth's not going to be in the Thor movie. He's still going to be there. So it's not like it's a lady Thor. Now it's like, no, the real Thor is still there. Kids don't worry. It doesn't feel genuine. That said, I didn't read any of those runs. So, and I know the Thor one in particular is, is incredibly well loved. It's really cool. And, and also, and Riri Williams is really cool because at first she's just like, she's a smart kid who can figure And re, she engineered her own Iron Man suit. Yeah. And then Tony taught her. And I like that idea. Wait, isn't that the same bit as Teen Lantern? Uh, <laughs> they engineered their own. Brian Michael Bendis, I think we caught you. We caught you. I think he caught you. Also, that said, let's, let's, if we assume I'm right and it is, it is more cynical than it appears. I also don't know if that matters. I this might be one I of those. I personally don't think it does either because they can. This can mean anything that the creators want it to mean. I get what you're saying. Like not, it, it, I'm this, not this it. might be an inst- inst- instance where like the ends justify the means. If there's kids that see uh, Mighty Thor, Jane Foster as Thor, or or Falcon as Captain America, or any of that stuff, and, and they feel included and inspired and all that stuff, I don't know if it matters if it's all corporate manipulation. You know what I mean? Like, well, what do you think about Miles Morales? Uh, well, it kind of depends. Like, I, I think Miles Morales should be his own. I, honestly, I kind of wish Miles Morales was wasn't Spider Man. I wish he was his own original character. But that's tough. Like, because then you're dealing with the the Spider Man brand sells, the Captain America brand sells, the Thor brand sells, and it's, it's however eighty years deep into superhero stories, it's hard to create new ones that people give a crap about they, they just Quinn tried was lucky because it looked like the joker and looked like the joker and dc just tried all this with like sideways and and the terrific this new team but it's original it's not original characters and it's like it's tough for that stuff to take which is which is its own bummer you know what i mean uh so i i, I just think i get it, it, it you know like i don't know it, I, I wish people were able to invest more in original characters and i wish original characters of color got or or women got more of an opportunity on their own without being associated with a pre-existing brand but we don't really live in that world i i am excited obviously it's cool that we have black panther and blade because they are their own things captain marvel even though technically she got her name from another character she will always and forever be significantly more popular than that character ever was so it kind of doesn't matter same if they ever do hemi reyes blue beetle he will 
they, which they should. I mean, we all like Ted Cord, fine, but like Jaime Reyes is your. Oh, is, be careful with those fans because those ones are rabid. But like Jaime Reyes is it? Like he's he. You it's know what cool, I mean? It's and so like, too. and he and same if if they do. Um, uh, who's the new um, uh, Nova? Sam Alexander. I like Richard Ryder. But do Sam, just do Sam Alexander. Like, that could be your guy. You know what I mean? That's fine. We can go back and reference later. So it, it is it is a tough situation. Uh, I just, I think one of the reasons that's kind of turned me off of Marvel Comics recently is a lot of their stories feel like we need backstory for when we decide to do this in the movies. And so it's it feels less organic. It feels less original. It feels, it feels like it's all manipulated to do the movie stuff. So even when they do something positive, there's a, there's a, there feels like a level of like, I don't know, just like that corporate bullshit. I I don't know, but but, but again, you bring up a point though. Also, do, does it matter? Because I don't know that it does. In, again, if it gives, if it does, if it does, uh, um, like I know Marvel on, on Twitter was getting a little bit of shade because like they waited till they were super successful to do this stuff. Whereas you look at like the the DC shows, where it's like right out of the gate we had we started having black superheroes and and LGBTQ superheroes and like Batwoman's getting her own show now and it's just like just going full force and marvel takes its time <laughs> with, with this stuff and i don't know i don't know that it does i don't know that it does and and again i think like it all depends on the on the creators and the story uh, stories involved but i do hope that these characters get their due i hope like i think we talked a little bit about in in our breakdown that like it might be cool if falcon gets the shield represents what cap represented but it's still the falcon he's still who he is it's not he's not taking somebody else's identity it's not some white guy like hey here's my favorite toy you get to be me now he's like i'm my own person you know what i mean i'm telling my own story i think that's a little i don't think that's quite what happened i get what you're saying not what happened but it but it on a on a corporate level it kind of feels like well these characters matter now because we gave him the name of a white guy you know what i mean it's like well falcon's still falcon falcon's his own guy like falcon doesn't need to be captain america to be vibrant and matter and all that stuff like captain america steve rogers you know what I mean? but like you said when yeah. it comes to selling stuff they try to they try to do falcon series forever i read yeah. it i picked anybody else pick it up yeah. no he didn't like no nobody did and they canceled it yeah. i and so but when he was written as captain america those sold he they put his name on avengers books to make them sell more yeah it it works, so yeah. it, I think it's okay to associate that name and have him stand for what that character stood for. But he has his own way of doing it. Yeah. I think, and I'm glad Natalie Portman's going to get more because she was wasted in those first Thor, Thor movies, and she's so talented. Mm-hmm. She's such a gifted actress. So giving her more stuff to do is uh, amazing. Just checking something real quick. Oh. Yeah, no, I I'm on board with her. I, if they want to maybe make a relate, I feel like they're just joking about it. But if they had a like a love triangle between her, Valkyrie, and Chris Hemsworth. I think that's. I think it's fun and it's and it's progressive in a way where it's like it's done with a little bit of levity. Yeah, that yeah. they're able to kind of make fun of it a little bit. Yeah. We don't know what Jane Foster liked Thor a little bit and then broke up with them, and if she's still straight or if she's LGBT, Bye, I mean, whatever, whatever. Yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you can just kind of have fun with it and seeing her take on a persona of Thor on Earth. As like a little bit of a mystery, kind of like the comics could be fun, kind of like when they tried to hide well, Hulk from. It wouldn't be a mystery now because they did a big announcement. But the same <laughs> way Hulk being on in Thor Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and I think there could still be a fun reveal. Do you think they're going to do the whole cancer thing, or do you think because it's Taika Waititi they're going to do something a little bit lighter? I think they have the room to tell something. I think he can. He has the room to tell something a little bit 
heavier. Yeah. And also maybe that could be a reason why she wanted to like not be around Thor really. Because well, it's like she didn't need that as an excuse. He was true. <laughs> he was distracted. He, yeah, he had his own issues to be good with. And but I like the idea that um she just the idea in the comics is that she has to face her mortality yeah. with the fact that she has a, can- a cancer diagnosis and talking to Thor doesn't it, he, it doesn't quite mean as much because he's basically immortal we, do you think the because right now they literally as of this recording they just released the Valkyrie comic do you think any of that will feed into this the story they're telling here yeah I think so. I think at the very least in this you're gonna get her picking up the hammer in this yeah. movie and then she could go on to become a Valkyrie because Valkyrie is now going to be a leader yeah. so having someone be like the protector of these people and of Earth uh with a weapon like that could be really cool. Do you think it's going to be more Earth-centric because Asgard is now on Earth and Jane Foster is clearly Earth... Like, a majority of the characters are on Earth now. Mm-hmm. So it'll be more of a, of a story set on Earth? I think so. And I, I like the idea of her being the new Valkyrie. Like yeah. be Or what it represents at the very least. Like, if you saw Natalie Portman with, like, a giant mace or a sword flying Pegasus. on a Pegasus. Give us another Pegasus. There you go. Or have a... In, in Thor... Where did Pegasus come from? Oh, okay. don't matter. <laughs> Because mm, I know matter. she had him in the flashback in Ragnarok. Yeah, did she just have one in storage? They they can't just grow on one planet. But it, I would like you know how they fed rhinos in Black Panther. They can go yeah. and find have like a Pegasus farm where it's like God damn Love it. it, they're shitting on everything. <laughs> horse shits coming you know out like the... bird shirt, bird shits. No, imagine a whole horse's doo doo apple. Yeah, yeah. A horse's apple. Um, yeah, no, I I think the idea of flirting with it in a movie and she doesn't have to be Thor moving yeah. forward. But the idea of her picking up the hammer and being and up being like a representation of that because we did set up that when he picks up the hammer he gets a costume so the yeah. idea of it the magic behind a new hammer making a costume for her and it could be a different weapon and, too and, and it's another good like i think taika Waititi, i think my concerns will at very the very least get a very cool joke about from taika Waititi about like whether she's thor now or not because it's just his name <laughs> like it's not it's not like donald blake or whatever um but i think it'll be really cool to see her in the costume i I heard somewhere, did she say that she, she was going to get jacked for the role or something like I'd that? Be cool. I, I don't know. But I, I just, again, again, doing that rewatch, like Natalie Portman was like, she's so gifted and she was wasted, she, wasted in those movies. So it's like, yeah, like, let her be. And Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth has done his bit. Mm-hmm. Love him, especially now that we figured it out. We finally cracked it. You know what I mean? But like, you know. I'm excited to see what Taika does with that character. I think the Eternals out of all these Phase 4 announcements is the one where it's like, mm, this could really this could really pancake I don't think Thor Love and Thunder can't I don't think it can really pancake I think it can be Taika is too too confident a director at this point and the in the formula that you have right now with those actors uh, is something really special I think out of all those the ones that I'm most nervous about because like WandaVision, they want to do some like Art Deco 1950s inspired Vision, Tom King yeah. uh, in, in type story where you're getting, you're resurrecting a lover and then you have to like see how that ends up working out. Like, yeah. it's some, there's something really cool about that. Yeah. Um, th- does it mean it will be a slam dunk? No, but there's at least a cool hook for it. The Eternals is the one that I'm most nervous for out of all of these. Well, and I also think those, the Disney Plus shows, like they're not on an app, so it's less of an impact if it doesn't quite click you know what i mean where it's like the like you know they're making a new gods movie this could be their the eternals could be the marvel's new gods movie i can't believe they're beating dc to doing like a new gods movie yeah but it's just like i'm with you man like i don't i when especially talk i don't know about you but talking to people there there's there's a sense of like 
You see Angelina Jolie. You see Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. You see, and also Richard Madden. He's been in The Bodyguard on Netflix, which I've heard nothing but good things about. Honestly, Brian Tyree Henry, I'm gonna give him, gonna give him some credit. Like the Child's Play movie was well received, but mm-hmm. look at like Spider Verse. Look at yeah. Atlanta. Look at what was the other movie he was in. Recently, Hotel Artemis. Oh, he was. <laughs> but I'm thinking he's really some, good in that, by the way. He was uh, really good. That movie was okay, but he was really good in it. Let me go ahead and look at. But he's had a really good track record with picking his movies, and I, I, I have some faith in him. Kumail, not so much, but like I have, a, I have a <laughs> faith in him being a some good high, actor. High, it. it's, a, it's a great cast. It's just it'll be interesting. I, I'm very excited to see the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Just to finally get a sense of like, okay, this this is what this is. That's you know the next. I mean? We're in Black Widow, and, and then, then and then this Black Widow. They you know they screened some footage and it sounded cool it, it makes me think of Winter Soldier which is still one of my favorite Marvel movies so very excited for that um, and I like that character I'll be interested to see if because uh, that has something similar with Thor, Thor Love and Thunder 2 where it's like they're introducing Yelena so it's like are maybe we transitioning to a new character for the future the other thing that we should talk about that we didn't talk about in the main episode is Kevin Fungi said that they would build to a team up movie but they're kind of playing around with different ideas with all that's happening i know we speculated about the ultimates um yeah we did speculate about the about the ultimates um i was on a post credits so spider-man post credit breakdown uh with all of this like i'm also kind of wondering what the way they phrase it is instead of an avengers movie we might get like not necessarily specifically this but instead of like avengers secret invasion it'll just be marvel secret invasion or like it won't be like a team it'll just be a its own movie and that'd be cool too yeah and just seeing the heroes come together to take on this threat but the threat is the main like in in a sense like thanos was like the protagonist of yeah. infinity war having the threat be the protagonist and having our heroes kind of band together on the outskirts yeah. and have to figure out how to take them down could be cool really quick brian tyree henry as a i read his imdb and i'm like god damn he's got some good taste atlanta hotel artemis white boy rick which was well regarded yeah. widows if beale street could talk bojack horseman spider-verse uh and child's play and he's got this movie coming out too i just you know i trust him yeah he, he seems like he knows what he's doing and i think marvel has a really good you could say they have a pretty solid track record for making hits mm-hmm. <laughs> fine in in the movie sphere yes let's see how it works episodically please it, for the love of god learn from netflix do eight episodes Max. Yeah. It will be interesting are. because this is, these shows are outside of the traditional uh, Marvel TV realm. It's the different people doing it. So it'll be interesting to see how how different they are, how similar they are. It's it'll, it's the kind of new ter- It's These were on the Phase 4 ones. The Defender shows never were on any of the mm, phases weird. or any of that. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I hope they, if you were to look at a series that is released on a streaming service to kind of base it off of, like, yeah. flow-wise, yeah. look at Stranger Things. Like, I know you have your, your – it's not your favorite, but, like, but the way – The tight. eight yeah. episodes and the way each episode grows its mm-hmm. story, it always – it they don't really dilly-dally. Season three took a one episode of setup, mm-hmm. but then after that, it was just, like, racing to the end, and that's fucking great. Yeah. I love that you're able to explore so many different avenues. I can't wait to meet the uh, ex- like the supporting characters for these shows. Yeah. Like, Agent 13 would be a really good one. I think we've heard that she might be in Falcon and Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah. but they haven't really said anything else be- from via the Comic-Con announcement. So, like, I'm excited to see how the MCU grows from each of these shows. Yeah. Should be cool. But yeah, uh, let us know who you're most and what you're most excited for when it comes to phase four and phase five, because I, I'm, 
I'm feeling Secret Invasion. I could be really on board with a Secret yeah. Invasion. Also, seeding scrolls throughout. That'd yeah. be really cool. Also, Spider-Man 3. Let's, let's Spider-Man go. 3. I think Phase 4 will also be getting the the sequels that we heard of. Maybe another Spider-Man and then maybe a team-up movie. And then I'd be shocked if the Fantastic Four don't show up in Phase 4. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? That you... At least at the end. Yeah, come Do you, on. Make your team-up movie be like the Fantastic Four intro yes. or something. You're like, wait, who, and who then, is this? You can save X-Men for Phase 5. There you go. Yeah, you can, we can wait on that. We can that. figure out how to make that work. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool. Well, give us a little distance between, from Dark Phoenix. You or know? maybe wait until Phase 10. That way it's X. Oh, and then you do X, So we can just wait till then. Yeah, yeah. Was that 2040? Yeah, yeah just, just put them in our back pocket. It depends on how fast they start clipping through these phases, man. Man, I don't want to be alive for all these, man. you got to hurry up. <laughs> for every single one of them i can't wait for uh d23 we'll make sure we'll keep you guys updated on what's yes. happening there we'll do a big announcement for that but let us know what you're most excited for on the discord go to watch the new episode of oh on patreon.com slash only stupid answers subscribe to might be awesome and only stupid answers on youtube and rate and review on itunes we greatly appreciate when you do that and uh yeah dj any final thoughts Thank you. Thank you. Uh, follow us, Sam Basher, DJ Talks Trash, at Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. The end. Yanks the vowels at us. Stupid. stupid. Oh, were you leaving me? Wait, wait. Rewind. Let's try that again. Uh, only Stupid Answers on Twitter. Make out the vowels from stupid. There you go. And until next time, you better not swear. Ever. If you guys don't, maybe we'll give you a present. I don't know what I'm saying. Bye. Bye.